Well, welcome to Coffee with Vern, a time where we have intentional conversations about the gospel and we desire to talk about theological truth. Thanks for joining us. We hope you can learn and grow and be fed through this. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Boker Tov to you. I'm back. <laughs> I'm not in the basement any longer. Praise the good Lord. Unfortunately, Jesse's gone back hidden behind the camera. There's not an unfortunately about that. It is, is fortunately. No, <laughs> this is very unfortunate for me because I get to look at my jacket that's in the other chair instead of you. Yeah, well. um, and the people don't get to see you now. So, you know, it is what it is. But, hey, I am so glad to be back. Welcome to Coffee with Vern. No, it is not from the basement. It is not from 5106. It is from right here and so glad you have tuned in if you are listening or watching with us thank you um, we're gonna have a good conversation today because it's just exciting to be back in the groove um, praise the lord uh, i did not get sick uh, but i do want to say thank you to all those who reached out to us um, as my mom was battling the virus and my sister thank you for all the prayers the encouragement uh, we're just uh, overwhelmed with gratitude and appreciation at our church body and those that have uh, people that brought us meals. Thank you to all those that helped out uh, throughout the week. Um, it was a very long week uh, for sure. Uh, you go from being active in everything and just comes to a screeching halt for a week. Yeah. Unplanned, not like vacation where you plan around it at all. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so thank you. I just want to say thank you to everybody for that. But uh, we are glad to be back and moving. Mom is making strides to improving. Um, the fatigue is kicking her rear end, but uh, I think that's what everybody has kind of said is the fatigue lingers for a while. And so um, is that the case with Allison too, the fatigue? Yeah, yeah. it was the, the fatigue and the heart rate thing. Yeah. So Mom, it's been the fatigue for sure. And so, uh, but we appreciate everything to you guys. And so, Jesse did a good job last week. Um, <laughs> uh, I was very glad that you showed your face. Yeah. That, that needs a, to happen more. That was a hard decision no, to make. I was When I asked you on the phone, are you in front of the camera, and you said yes, everything in me wanted to bust out of that basement, <laughs> go running, taking laps. Uh, like, yeah. Yes. When I was setting up, I was just sitting there thinking, I guess I have to be in front of the camera. So. Yeah. Well, good. <laughs> you know, I had to clean up my area. Yeah, it's back to junk so, over there now. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> I just took everything and threw it over there. Uh, it's unfortunate for you. Yeah, well, but uh, yeah. So, well, cool. We got a couple of things we're going to talk about today. Um, we are hoping to have our LOFJ series coming up here soon. Malone and then Malone? had the baby. Yes, little Harper is born here. Yesterday, she is here mm -hmm. um, and healthy. Yeah, yeah. Looked like a pretty big baby. Six pounds, I think, almost oh, seven pounds. That picture, she looked gigantic. Well, I mean, you know. So that means that person's look hands at, were tiny. Look at Atticus. So, how old is he? He's, I think he's four. He's a tall baby. He's he's big. Yeah, he's he's big boy. And so he's already tall. He's taller than Avery, and she's a year and a half older yeah. than him, or something like that. I find that funny. Well, Malone's really tall. That, so yeah, exactly. You know, expected. Yeah. But uh, it would be even funnier if Harper is taller than all of them. That would be funny. Now, Malone, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Let's hope that the Lord doesn't make that come true for your sake. Uh, but, 
Yeah, so Malone's going to – hopefully we can get him on here for LFJ. We want to talk about missions and all of that. And if you don't know what LFJ is, that's um, really our greatest offering that we do in the sense of um, it is one of the largest offerings we have here at the church, Love Offering for Jesus, and it is solely used for the sake of reaching others for the gospel. Um, and so – we want to get Malone on here. He is one of the, he's pretty much the front runner who leads that project each year. And so mm-hmm. love to get him on. And he's been on all the mission trips that we've had. He's yes. been to every one of them. And so I've been to two out of the three that we do yearly. He's been to all of them. And so I would love to have his perspective. Um, and so hopefully he'll be back in office next week. We'll see what we can do. Um, he is enjoying a newborn. Yes. Um, you know, you guys, <laughs> all y'all having kids. I'm be honest. Doesn't make me want to have kids. Oh, it's not like on. I'm not saying anything about y'all's kids. I'm just saying y'all having like kids and all, and hearing of all the responsibility. Doesn't make me want to have kids. No, you know you're crazy. I'm, I I really think what I'm going to do you'll is, get there. No, we're going to have you know if the Lord blesses me with children because it is a blessing from the Lord. Mm-hmm. I might put them in a foster care system for five years. <laughs> But with a contract to when they are about five or six and they're potty trained and they're talking, I'll adopt them back into my family. Yeah. Kind of like the prodigal son. Uh-huh. And then from yeah. there. You, you better erase this episode after it airs so when you do have kids, child services doesn't hear this. <laughs> Maybe I'll save it and my kids when they get old enough and be like, hey, you want to hear is, what your dad said this when he is was 24? This could have happened, yeah. <laughs> He's 24 and stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, me. Well, we told, we told our girls um, when the baby comes, they're going to be in charge of changing the diapers. And because they're little, they're excited about it. So nothing in we're going to go with that, that until they're not excited about nothing it Nothing in me. Nothing. Um, it I, makes for good fun for the wives. I'll tell you that because the first couple of diapers I changed, I mean, you could have sent it into America's Funniest Videos. I'm, yeah, that'll be me one day. Welcome to Coffee I'm with probably Bear, gonna, where we talk about dirty diapers. Yeah, I'm probably just going to take my child to the shower and hose them with the like handle, <laughs> you know, the prop off handle, and uh, just dry them and be like, all right, where's some fresh drawers? And uh, go from there. Go enjoy the rest of your day. Play with your toys. <laughs> um, go on. Lord help me. <laughs> that's all I got to say. But uh, cool. So that's <laughs> welcome to this episode. <laughs> if you can't tell, I've been buried for 10 days. <laughs> uh, I've been close to the world. Um, but wow, let's get into it. Let me get a swig of coffee. Today's coffee brought to you by Leopard Forest Coffee Company. I thought it was Leopard Forest Cafe. Eh, who cares? Um, but this is some good coffee. This is really good coffee. It's from Guatemala, Guatemala, Antigua. Oh yeah, Finca Medina hey, and we've Nexo. been on a mission trip there. Oh well, it's from this region. I think we have some least. good coffee. Honey processed. You ready for the tasting notes? Oh yeah. Let me get my snobby voice on. Here we go. <clears throat> we have tasting notes of dried apricot, cane sugar, and fig. Um, can or, you taste those things? This is the or so they tell you, or as they have suggested. Exactly. Here we go. Like, how can we jack the prices up? It's not there. Yeah, exactly. It's not strong enough. I, I still told hold, you I made it too weak. I hold to my beliefs that they say those things to jack the prices up. It tastes like water. 
Yeah. I am so mad. This coffee pot right here is going to the trash. I'm done with it. Someone can come buy it. Come take it. I can never get this coffee right in it. So <laughs> that is, I hope you're having good coffee while coffee. coffee. I hope you're having good coffee while I'm drinking some boo-boo. Um, I'll be remaking <laughs> this after this episode. But Leopard Forest, great stuff. So let's get into it, shall we? Um, first on the, the discussion, I've got some Funko Pops here. Why did I ever yes. get into this? This is not good that James got into this. Check this out. Look at this thing. It's awesome. It's a Wand, WandaVision, the Disney Plus show. This is Vision. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is from the episode that hadn't come out yet. And it's really good. And Justin needs to go watch this show because <laughs> it's trippy as I'll get out. But uh, I've gotten into Marvel and I've gotten into comic books. Mm. And if you're like, why, James? You've had some good influences. I've, I've had some good influences by two brothers named Jesse, both of them. <laughs> um, and... Uh, yeah, so I got in the, well, I'll be honest with you. The, I've always been interested, like the movies, cause the movies are out of the comics right? and I've always been interested, like what, okay, what's some of the story arcs that go behind the scenes of this stuff? Cause it, it's pretty phenomenal how it all ties in it. Mm -hmm. I, I will never understand Stanley the way this stuff is amazing. And so, um, the Punisher is my favorite <laughs> Marvel hero. And many would say he's not a hero. Um, he's but an anti-hero. Yeah, he's a hero to me. He can be anti to everybody else. But I got his bobblehead. And uh, I got into the Punisher in college. My roommates were watching the movie, the one with John Travolta, the good one. And I was like, this is, this is awesome. This is epic. This man is going after people. And I was like, okay, I want to read some stuff about this guy well so got some of his comments his comments are pretty good mm -hmm. um and then after that uh well jesse holmes started everything and yeah. it's bad jesse moore purchased my first comic book fantastic <laughs> four keeping my office as a memoriam uh, um and then jesse holmes got me some punisher stuff mm -hmm. and after that it was just a <laughs> downhill yeah. Um, picked up some Silver Surfer. Yes, you did. Got to get some or some of the origins and stuff like that. <laughs> and so, I've been reading it. It's fun to read because you know you read a lot of theology, you read a lot of heavy stuff, and then a comic book is just like kickback levity. Yeah, you know, um, everybody's got their thing. I can't read novels. I hate novels. I hate fiction novels. Like, so a comic is fiction, but I'm more entertained. It's to visual. It. Yeah, yeah, like, you know. For all those that can read novels, like fiction novels, just countlessly, praise to you. Like, I can't do it. There's I just read me. Lord of the Rings over and over. See, and I'm not in the Harry Potter. I've never read the Lord of the Rings, never watched any of Man, those. You're missing out with the Lord of the Rings. I just can't get into I'm it. Like, Star Wars, I like Star Wars, but I'm a Marvel guy. Like, I love Marvel stuff. And so, I purchased Disney Plus since I was in quarantine. <laughs> and so, been watching WandaVision, got that. And so... That's my new hobby. That's what happened out of quarantine. Um, but also, I wanted to talk about a few things from quarantine, some lessons, and then kind of share with you what we're doing with the students. Um, because we have taken a lot of focus to talking about how to read the scriptures on the show. And I think that's something we're going to countlessly return to. Um, because it is vital that if we're going to claim to be believers, that we study the Word of God. Otherwise, we know nothing of Him. Right. Right, it is, it is a, um, what is the word? It's an oxymoron to say that you love the Lord and not care about his word. Right. You can't love the Lord and not love his word. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, John 1, 1. And so uh, with that, I like to constantly be providing different methods, methodologies, and practices to studying the scriptures. And so we're going to talk about that on the back end, something we're doing with the students that I actually think has been very effective. I've tried two different, two different methods since I've come home from school in May 2019 with the kids, and this one's working. So we're a year and a half out, almost two years, and we finally found a groove, and it's actually working for my quiet time. I've switched up how I do my quiet time, which I've been doing the same thing for years. So that was big for me to stop. Mm. But this has been more fruitful. Um, but first, you know, I was, you know, talking with Jesse Holmes this morning. I meet with him every Tuesday and getting back to that. And that was nice. And, um, you know, we were talking about what did I learn from quarantine? And I got to be honest with you, quarantine wasn't good for me. Jesse Moore knows this. Um, it wasn't. We talked a little bit about that last week. But um, I do bad when I get off of a regiment. I like my regiment, my day-to-day, my schedule. I live off of it. Um, and I think sometimes the Lord brings these things into your life so that you do have to slow down and rely on him. But I did a very poor job of relying on him. I let my anger fester. And so Sunday uh, was my first back, my first day back to work. Um, and I woke up Sunday morning pretty early, um, unintentionally. Mm. And I think that might've just been a byproduct of the Lord getting me up. My mom woke me up, but then I was up. Usually I go back to sleep for a little bit. Yeah. And just have that hazy sleep. You're not really asleep. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. But I was up. I got up 6 o'clock. Um, I don't leave to come to work till 7.30. So I had plenty of time. I was like, okay, sweet. So I go make my coffee and I go back into my study. And I sit and I'm reading a little bit of First Thessalonians. That's where I'm walking through. And and then I got done with my passage and I had some time left. And I didn't really want to pick up something else to read as far as like a book. And so I just put my AirPods in and started listening to this song I found Saturday night, which I showed you yesterday. Yes. It's called Show Me Your Glory. So good. Yeah, if you want something that'll, I don't know what the word is. It's one of those, so I just can't put a word to it. Yeah. If you want something that's going to really, um, I don't even know, man. There's a pause there. Wreck your soul to a degree. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, what is uh, What is it that Matt Chandler says? Stir, stir your, your affections. affections. Yeah, stir your affections for the Lord. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it really... That was unintentional of that. Sorry. <laughs> I won't hold it. That call, that's going over there. I'm frustrated as I'll get out. And I only have half a bag left. Um, that's bad. Anna, if you're listening, I need coffee. Please mail me some or pick me up some. I love you. Anyways, uh, with that, though, I was sitting there and I put my AirPods in. And I was like, you know, I'm going to do something I don't usually do. And that is sit and meditate. Mm. I don't usually do that. And I think you know that about me. I can't. Yeah. I struggle to just sit in quiet. I yep. hate it. And so I had a lot of time to do that in quarantine. And what did I not do? That. <laughs> and so Sunday it was like, okay, you're going to. And so I sat and um, I was just listening to that song. And I had already heard it and I knew the lyrics, but I was listening to it. And it was, it just kind of overwhelmed me and, and not the music it was the it was strictly the lyrics um uh the the part in the bridge where he starts singing how deep how i show us your glory my heart my flesh cry show us your glory and that hit me and i was like lord if that's not my prayer daily when i wake up then i'm yes. doing something wrong and that book I'm reading, I've been talking about, is Show Me Your Glory. So everything's just been kind of tying in. It's almost as if God's sovereign. 
And it hit me Saturday or Sunday morning before I came to church. And I was like, Lord, forgive me for my actions this past week. Forgive me for my attitude. Forgive me for how I've wasted this time. And Lord, I pray that my heart would cry and yearn for your glory. And Sunday morning, I came into the church and just still overwhelmed with emotion of just feeling guilty about the way I acted um, and my frustration with the Lord of the situation that we were in. And I mean, I was frustrated because I was fearful for my mom. I was frustrated. I mean, like, really, Lord, like of all people, my mom, give it to me. Right. You know, you know, that's probably your thoughts when Allison had it. Yes. And so, um, but I came in the church, we're studying judges and it hit me there too, because judges, it was, they kept turning to their wayward passions in this week's study. And I went, okay, (laughs) right, Lord, I'm listening. I'm listening. (laughs) I hear you. And then Pastor Larry put the cherry on top Sunday morning with what he was talking about. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I'm listening. And so, um, with that, the lesson that I learned is, um, and I really, I was telling Jesse this morning that I really have got to write this down and then return to it. But it, it is, I've got to have a new methodology to when things don't work out the way that I've planned. Mm, I've got to have a new methodology to how I approach the Lord and how I sit and respond because my response this past week was not good. It was, Mm. it was really bad. Um, and my response needs to be, Lord, there's a reason behind this. And I know all the theology behind it. I knew that God was sovereign in it, but my heart wasn't speaking that. If that right. makes sense. You were fighting yourself. I was, dude, I, my flesh was fighting with yeah, that going, yeah. God, there ain't no way this is happening. Yeah. And everything in me wanted to lash out. And so I was telling Jesse Holmes that the, the lesson has got to be that I walk away and I slow down. Um, because there is, we see, and you're studying the Psalms, you're seeing this, there is, there's a reason there's so much focus on meditation and yeah. scriptures because you have to slow down to be able to apply them and to be able to live them. Yes. I know a lot of head knowledge of things, right? You do too, but it's the, the there was a last week, there was a disconnect from head to heart completely. Well, with the, with the Psalms, it, it's either a ginormous praise or a ginormous lament, right? That's what it seems like. Or, you know, there's those few that are a reminder of God's kingship and their past promises and stuff like that. But uh, 109, huge lament from David of um, some accusers that have been returning evil for his love. Like he's been treating them well and loving them, and they've been re- returning nothing but evil. Right. Which as Spurgeon says, is one of the most heinous things you can do, return evil for love. Um, but just how at the end of the of the Psalms, he's talking, David talks about how, um, how everything's going and how he wants God to handle um, the accusers and things like that. But then he just turns a corner and he's like, but thank you for your faithfulness. Mm. And he just has this crazy confidence. So, even when things are going well and even when things are going poorly, very poorly, to where he calls himself nothing. He says he's gaunt, like he's a right. skeleton because he can't find – he finds food unappetizing because everything is happening. Even in that moment, he has utter confidence right, right. in God, just the same as when everything's going well. So, yeah, that with the Psalms, it's like in every aspect, in every season – your steadfast faithfulness should be shown through. Yeah, and it's it's ironic. Um, <laughs> Jesse Holmes. 
Oh, brother, I know you're going to listen to this later. And if when you do, oh, you're a blessing. Uh-oh. But also, you know how blessings come in disguises sometimes? Oh, like, yeah. You feel like arrows? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, he texted me this while I was driving. I just looked at it because I remember it said, check this verse out, and I put it back down. I wasn't looking at my phone while I was driving. Uh-oh. Also, just throwing that out there just for anybody. Disclaimer. Um Verse 71 of Psalm 119. Uh-oh. Oh, you ready for this? <laughs> it is good for me that I was afflicted, mm. that I might learn your statutes. Yes. Thank you, Jesse Holmes. Yes. And he, he sent it with, this reminded me of our conversation this morning. Read it later. Yeah. Um, And I'm just, I'll tell you, I'm so mad that it took Sunday. Like, why couldn't I have paused and learned that in all that time? Yeah. I mean, I'm literally ticked off at myself, but well, we it even, was in God's timing. We even talked about this yesterday with something we're going to talk about oh. in a few episodes. Oh, 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 oh. We, won't, we won't talk about oh, it now. Um, but, you know, God has special care for the afflicted, the oppressed, the weak, the uh-huh. needy. So when you're in those moments, I mean, just remember the promise of the special care that he has for those people. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's kind of like when, when Jamie was on, she was talking about how close she felt to God in those moments that were hardest. Yeah. So. And I just, uh, dude, I got to, yeah. Mm. I don't, I'm speechless <laughs> on that one. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, And so that, I mean, yeah, that kind of closes off. I mean, that's what closed out my quarantine. And that's, it was a good walk away. But that song was a blessing to find last week. I was actually just. It's working on Greek homework, which don't get me started on how awful that experience has been so far. It's week three and I'm ready to quit. <laughs> um, Saturday and I was working on Greek homework and I was listening to music and I, it popped up on my recommended and I was like, hmm, hmm, I want to listen to this because I was like, that's got to be from Exodus 33 and that's like my favorite chapter in all yeah. the Old Testament. I was like, let me, let me listen to it. I started listening to it and I was like, Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. And then you came in yesterday. You need to listen to this song. Pull no. up a chair. I said, get in here. Yeah. That's what it was. Get in here. I got a chair. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's check it out. <laughs> Show me your glory. Great song. Yes. Um, but with that page turn, that's a, uh, let's transition to this because yes. we won't cover this a lot um, today, but I just want to kind of uh, this is actually, this is a byproduct of Jesse Holmes's winter retreat at Augusta University, BCM. Oh, nice. This is what we did. And I'm so thankful that I got to be a part of that because this has been one of the greatest takeaways for me. But uh, many of you have probably heard, if you've been in church long enough and have done some studies or small groups, you've heard of an inductive, inductive Bible study. Uh, and this is an inductive Bible study guide, and it is Jesse Holmes's paperwork i don't know if he typed it i'm sure he did or if not he got it from somewhere but um i uh i've been using it for my kids and we've been doing this on sunday nights because i i feel as if there's a disconnect between students understanding how to read the scriptures and apply it um and so when they graduate and the world throws chaos at them they don't know what to do Mm. And if you don't know how to study the bible when your world starts falling apart you've got nothing to fall back on and we should be able to go to the scriptures for our source of foundation in those trivialous times. And so I'm like, you know what? I want my kids to know when, you know, junk hits the ceiling, they can at least 
hey, I'm going to turn to the Psalms and work through this. I'm going to turn to the promise of the Lord returning. I'm going to work through this in Romans 8, whatever it be to give hope. Um, and so uh, it is broken into three application points. If And really, application points probably be the wrong way, but it's broken into three sections. And so you take your passage, and then you have observation, interpretation, and application. And we've been working on the observation part intensely. Um, and it is important that you go in order with this because improper observation, this is a quote from Jesse Holmes, improper observation leads to improper interpretation, which mm. leads to improper application. Yes. So you do one part wrong, the rest is just coming off the tracks. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, but what the part I wanted to talk about was, let's say, for example, let's take a passage that, it's a little bit easier to kind of muddle through just for this morning. Some of you are going to laugh when I say it's a little bit easier. Let's go to Romans 8. <laughs> Man, I could have just guessed. You should have. You should have. Um, but just for the, the source of practicing it and looking at it, Romans 8, 1. Right, so say my passage is Romans 8, and I'm starting verse 1. What you're going to do is you're going to read the passage three separate times. And it's recommended that you read it out loud because um, you're hearing it. But if you're studying on your own, you can read it to yourself as long as you're truly reading it. Um, but you're going to read the passage three separate times. And in those three times, you're looking for something different each time. So the first reading, you're going to be looking for questions about words or phrases you see. So what questions come to mind when you're reading it? So like, here's my passage, and let's just read a couple of verses for the sake of time. Um, Romans 8.1, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by flesh could not do by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So Romans 8, 1 through 4, what questions come to mind as you read those words and phrases, right? Do you have a question of what is Paul talking about with the spirit of life? What does that mean? And if you see something, a phrase or a word that brings the question, if you want to do it in your Bible, you can, or if you want to get a sheet of paper, write your verses out or type them out. That's what I do for the kids every Sunday night. We type out the passage. Um, you're going to underline in a different color pen. So I use blue for my questions. Or if you're doing a journal, that's each morning I have a journal and I write my questions down so I don't mark up my Bible completely to where I can't go back and read it. <laughs> you know, you don't want to make it where you can't read it. Right. Um, but I write my questions in blue from phrases. I'll put like, if I had a question about the spirit of life in verse two, I'll go, okay, spirit of life, question mark. And it leads me to go back. And I come up with three questions each passage so that I don't get too carried away, but I have just enough. So that's in my first reading. So then in the second reading, so for time's sake, we won't, but if you're reading Romans eight, one through four, again, you're going to read it again. And you're going to look for repetitions of words. Now, there's two words that repeat a lot in this passage, and that is law and flesh. And so you're going to circle those. You're going to circle those words with a different color pen if you're marking your Bible, or if you're doing a journal like me, you're going to write those words out in a different color pen. So my repetitions, I write them out in black. Right? And I wish I had my journal. I'd show it to you like a diagram of it, but 
you're going to look for repetition because repetition expresses importance, especially in Paul's writings. He repeated things so that people would get the emphasis of his letter. And so you want to find out why there's so many things being repeated. And then the last reading, so you're going to read it again, you're going to highlight things. And so I use red pen for highlight because I want it to stand out. And this I actually do in my Bible. I underline. Um, I don't underline a long underline on the phrases. I underline each word. Mm. Um, and in mine, you probably can't see it, but in mine I have red underlining under verse one because verse one is a highlight to me that I want to remember countlessly now that there is no condemnation for those in Christ. And so you're going to highlight what jumps out to you. What do you need to remember the next time you go back to read this passage? Now you can write that in your journal as well. I do both. I write and I underline, but that's the one part I do in my Bible highlight in there. And so that's the first step. That's the observation. That's in a nutshell. There's other parts to it, but we've been simplifying it for the kids. And so those are the three things I want my kids to look for every time they approach a passage and read it three times. And then you go to interpretation Um, And this is where it gets a little bit trickier. This is where you want to pull out a study Bible to observe your questions, right? I highly recommend study Bibles for those that want to go deep into the scriptures. And I will give you my three recommendations that I give my kids. If you need a beginner level, you're like, hey, I don't need something that's got a note under each passage. The ESV Jesus Bible is a great source because it has notes in between passages and it has references to very important points. It's a great beginner. It doesn't, it's not exhaustive. And so it's a great Bible for that. I use that for my quiet time each morning. If you need something that's a next step, this is what I recommend to my students that are really studying is the ESV study Bible, which is what Jesse Moore has. You can get the hardback one for like $24. It's pretty cheap. Um, and it is great. But it's what I used all through high school. And then if you want to, the, the gold mine, which is what I use for teaching, um, is what I study all my passages for what I'm teaching. So Judges Matthew, the Reformation Study Bible, which the editor was R.C. Sproul, the late R.C. Sproul, it has doctrine notes. It has the Westminster Shorter Catechism and Confession of Faith. And why is that helpful? It has, I mean, it's like a dictionary, essentially. And so you can look up definitions. It has a concordance, maps. It mm. has everything. And then my favorite part about this study Bible is the introduction to each book. Yeah. It is exhaustive. It's like historical context yeah. and all that, which yours has as well, the ESV study which Bible. Which is really nice. Yes. And so the condensed version of mine, the Reformation one, doesn't have as much. The big one does. And the same is true of the ESV study Bible. The condensed doesn't have as much. But I recommend those to people that want to dive in. Please get you one because it is worth studying. I'm an ESV guy. Um, because I feel like it is one of the closest to the actual Greek and Hebrew that is not way over our heads like the New American Standard is. Mm-hmm. The New American Standard is hard to muddle through at times, and in my opinion, is the closest to the original or the NIV 1983, which no one probably cares, but I do. <laughs> so there you go. Um, and then also I recommend you get some commentaries. If you're going to dive deep, you can get some cheap commentaries oh, on yeah. Amazon, but make sure you get ones that have been reviewed yes. scholarly. Some brands that are good, Tyndale commentaries, yeah. cheap, easy to muddle through. The Christ-centered exposition ones, the most expensive one I've seen of those is 15 I think. You can get those. Um, and then 
Hey, hit us up. Hit yeah. me and Jesse up with questions about any of it. Well, that's and that's how I have chosen some of my commentaries. I've asked you. I've asked Malone. Right. So if you know somebody that you trust, mm-hmm. um, you can ask them what they use. That's right. So, yeah. I mean, because there are some out there that aren't good. Right. I will tell you that. I'm not going to name names, but there's some that are not good out there. And so reach out to us. We that's Hey, that's why we're here. We want to help. Um, and then my students know we have our student library that you can check out books from. Um, and I'm working on getting a whole set of commentaries for you guys so that you can study the word of God. Um, and now maybe if you're a critic, you're like, I don't need any of that stuff to study. Look, the Lord has blessed us. Okay. So take opportunity of it, right? We're not in the time of John Knox, Luther, where we're having to translate from the Greek and the Hebrew to understand. They have done that. The Lord has led people and labored over the text for us to use those sources. It is ignorant not to. Yes, I said that on public, whatever we are, podcast. It is ignorant not to use the things God has provided. So do it. Um, But I do recommend that you refer to those that have been trusted over church history Mm. Um, because there's a reason that they, uh, their names linger. And that is, I believe by God's providence. Yes. Um, but get you some sources. We are here to help you and that will help you for this interpretation part. Um, and then the last part is application and we're not going to get into that too much, but you're going to, when, once you've done that, you've written your questions, done the observation and you're now studying to find out what do these questions mean? And what does that word mean? And it's true context. In the application, you're going to start asking questions like, how do these truths apply to my life today? So Romans 8.1. How does Romans 8.1 apply to my life today? Well, it is a reminder that I am secured in Christ and there is no condemnation that the enemy can throw at me that can destroy me because I am secured by the blood of Christ on that stained cross. Right? There is no condemnation now. Whatever the enemy tells me are lies mm. because I am secured in Christ. And that's how I can be reminded and apply that to my life today. When the enemy wants to pull me down with temptation, I can throw this truth at him and be reminded that I'm secure in Jesus and his condemnation is lies. And he is uh, a worker of confusion where my God is not a worker of confusion. He's provided truth. And so that's how you apply that. Boom. There you go. (laughs) So, um, this stuff is important. I Hey, I recommend you check this stuff out. If you want one of these sheets, I'm sure that Jesse wouldn't mind me handing you one out, and he can let me know if he, he is worried. Um, but I would love to get you one. And then if that is too much for you, here's what you should be looking for in your scriptures. At the end of the day, look for one key verse and one key thought. Mm. That's the best place to start if that's too much. But we are here to help. Man, my favorite conversations we have on here is how can we help people understand who God is, right? Yeah. And so we might be bringing this back up. I'm telling you, it's been fruitful for me. Thessalonians is a gold mine right now for me, dude. I've been like pulling out some gems. I'm like, what? That cross-reference right there? No. Paul, you genius. (laughs) Well, all this reminded me of um, a quote from Creature of the Word. I will continue to, to... Push that book. You should. Um, when he talks about how some people say, you know, we're not all called to be theologians. You know, um, we're not we're not supposed to know everything about God. You know, his ways are higher than our ways. And he says, you know, that's true. However, God does not also call us to guess at things. Mm-hmm. So yes. he wants us to try as we may 
to yeah. dig deep and, and get to know him and his. It is ignorant not to use yeah. the sources God has provided. Mm-hmm. I You don't have to spend buku's amounts of money. And there are websites that you can use, Bible Hub, Bible Gateway, yeah. Blue Letter Bible. Those are good websites that are trusted. I had to use them in college. And so you don't have to buy a library like I do <laughs> spend all my money on. But it is it use the sources the Lord has blessed us with. Um, you know, my mom talks about it often when she said, you know, I was coming up as a young child. I didn't know of all these sources. Yeah. And she said, and now I do. And I love, I mean, my mom's library is getting to be pretty big. I'm like, hold on now, Janice, mm. that's my shelf you're taking. <laughs> I mean, what you doing? And so it's, uh, it's great. Get hungry after the word. The Lord will bless you through it immensely. Truly he will. And so that's what we got for today. It's been a good episode, Jesse. It's good to oh, be yeah. back, man. It's good to be in the house. Um, depressing to have sad weekend coffee. Yeah. Um, we will try again later. I think I'm going to go have some uh, Cheez-Its. <laughs> Got some Cheez-Its in office. So we'll go. go enjoy some snacks. But um, we thank you so much for your support. We thank you for tuning in. Hey, we look forward to talking with you next week. This has been Coffee with Burn. Did I just say Coffee would Burn? I don't know what you just said. This is <laughs> that week coffee. Wow. It's been Coffee with Burn. Shabbat Shalom. Go in peace.